Hello there. Uh, welcome back to our ILS Speaking Podcast. And uh, this is Moody Bajo again. And uh, today we're going to practice another full test, uh, starting from part one uh, through part two to part three. And uh, as usual, I'm going to give examples of questions, typical questions in ILS, and I'm going to try to give some typical answers that you could use as an example. All right. So uh, the normal introduction uh, is... They ask you about yourself, where you live, and your work and studies. We have done this already, so I don't feel any need to repeat. So today we're going to talk about friends, uh, which uh, there are a couple of sample uh, questions in part one of the examination. So the first question goes like, uh, how often do you go out with friends and why? Okay, so uh, for my case, I... I, I like playing basketball and I could spend three up to four hours uh, of a day playing basketball. So starting from 2 p.m. up to, um, say, uh, six or sometimes up to eight. It depends on the uh, frequency of the games and how motivated am I. If I'm not tired, I could go up to uh, six hours a day, you know, which is really extraneous and it probably takes all my free time. So that's how I spend time with my friends because most of my friends are playing basketball as well so uh, when we play basketball we arrange different teams we have a lot of fun we compete and exercise together you know we teach each other new techniques right we're trying to show off and all those stuff so I can say most of the time I spend time with my friends uh, playing sports especially basketball and for the other cases, uh, if I decide to go outside to a restaurant or a cafe, the place where I'm living it has a lot of cafes around it. So uh, it's much more easier to invite my friends coming to uh, the street and uh, the neighborhood in general, uh, visiting different uh, cafes and, and, and restaurants, sitting down and talking, eating something. But that is very rare. Most of the time we are just playing basketball. Another question is, uh, tell me about your best friend at school. So uh, when you want to answer this question, you have to think of someone that you think is your best friend if you're going to school. Let's say you're not going to school, probably they're going to ask you a question about your best friend at work, you know, or a family friend or something like that, all right? So for me, I'm not going to school, so I could say my best friend, again, is one of my uh, friends we play basketball with. And uh, he's actually a very talented person and uh, he spent uh, playing basketball, though he's a university student, but his dream is becoming a professional basketballer. So he plays for some uh, amateur teams, but I believe that if he takes it uh, more seriously, he could be really far uh, at the basketball game. Not only that, but also uh, he's a very respectful guy. He... Uh, he respects his friends and he's loyal to his friends. Uh, he's uh, such a charming person, though he's not a talker, but he's a good listener. You know, uh, it's always great to be around him. Another question is, uh, how friendly are you with your neighbors? This is still the uh, first part of this examination, if I have to remind you guys. So in here, uh, we're going to talk about neighbors, uh, which are probably not a very common thing nowadays. But sure, I do have neighbors. And uh, um, 
I can say my neighbors are also my roommates because we live in this apart whereby uh, there are lots of uh, rooms in it and everyone has a different room. So I could say my neighbor is uh, the guy who lives next room to me. And uh, actually we are in, in good times and we are really friendly. We spend a lot of time together, right? Because he's much more of uh, a housemate at the same time, you know, and uh, he's a student. He's a guy from uh, Pakistan. He uh, also have another neighbor of mine who is a guy from uh, Egypt. And uh, uh, we actually get along very well when we sit down. We have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot when we're watching something together or something like that. Uh, though everyone has a different life and a different um, aim and goals of being in this city. But uh, we do live like a family. So they're not just in neighbors. They're more than neighbors. They also could be considered as uh, some sort of a family to me. And uh, another question is, which is more important to you, friends or family? And uh, why? Well, uh, actually, I think what is important to a person depends on uh, how much time they spend with those people. So for me, my friends are affecting most part of my life. So I could say uh, emotionally, my family is always the most important thing in my life. But uh, practically, I could say my friends are more important because uh, if I don't have good friends around me, I have nobody else. My family is living in another country. We have been far away from each other for uh, years. You know, I left home when I was like 12 years old. So the only time I have with my family is when I visit them during holidays. So I could say my friends are the most important uh, thing in my life. So the better they are, the better I am. You know, so I always try to be careful when I'm choosing my friends. I have to know that they really care for me and those kind of things. Okay, so that's the end of the first parts of this speaking examination. I'm going to move directly to the second parts, whereby you already know that in this part we're given a cue card, and in a cue card there is a question uh, with hints, and you're supposed to prepare for this question for one minute, and then later talk about the topic for uh, uh, one up to two minutes. So I'm going to read the question to you guys, and then later I'm going to try to answer the same question without wasting your time to wait for uh, preparation. So the question is, describe a writer you'd like to meet. You should say who the writer is, what you know about this writer already, uh, what you would like to find out about him or her, and explain why you'd like to meet this writer. So uh, I'm going to talk about a writer who is also a lyricist and an author. Uh, his name is uh, Paulo Coelho. He is a Brazilian writer who is living in Switzerland right now, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and uh, I, I, I love this writer because uh, he introduced me uh, to... Actually, my friend introduced me to one of his books, which is uh, actually uh, my favorite book as well, The Alchemist. You know, I've read it a couple of times. And uh, after reading The Alchemist, I started reading more books by this writer because I liked the way he explained things, uh, the way he's combining uh, the fiction and the wisdom of life. So he's kind of uh, somebody who can give you both the taste of fiction and non-fiction in one book. So you could learn a lot of uh, life lessons uh, from his fiction stories. And I love the way he is creating characters. And one of the things that I love about uh, his books is that he has few characters and he introduces the characters one by uh, one. He doesn't give you a bunch of characters at the same time, which is usually very confusing for a lot of people. So I love his readings because they're easy readings. I love his uh, general perspective towards life through his books. I think he's a very, very wise guy. 
So uh, I would like to meet this writer because uh, I'd love to share more of her, his uh, wisdom. I mean, I, I believe he has more than he shows. He, he has more than he writes in his books. You know, what he writes in his book is part of the project that he decides to work on. But throughout his life and his experience as writers and as an adult, he must have learned a lot of things. So I believe spending some uh, minutes or a couple of hours with him would change my life. So that's why I think uh, uh, looking forward to meeting this kind of a person is really, really interesting. Okay, uh, that was the second uh, part of the speaking uh, examination. I'm going to move forward to part three and I'm going to do a couple of questions uh, on this part as well. So these are usually discussion topics. It doesn't matter uh, if you are right or wrong. The most important thing is you have to uh, give your opinion, right? It's an opinion question. So uh, nobody really judges the way you uh, think or the way you see things. Nobody's here to judge your perspective. So you're free here to say whatever you believe, you know. So uh, I'm going to go right away to asking the questions and I'm going to give the answers to them. So uh, the first question is, uh, what kinds of book are most popular with the children in your country? Uh, why do you think that is? Okay, uh, my, my country is Tanzania and uh, we don't really have a really uh, settled, I could say, a, a good reading culture. But uh, I remember when I was younger and as long as I remember from uh, the young adults that uh, I have met when I was growing up, is that they love the storybooks, uh, especially tales, you know, about uh, monkeys and rabbits, which has like moral values in it, like a lesson that you could learn from there. So these are the kind of the books which are really favorite for uh, for the kids. Um, for example, I remember this story about a rabbit who was trying to uh, jump and uh, trying to catch the banana and once uh, he couldn't catch the banana, he just said, like, after all, they are not even ready. They're still green banana, so I wasn't going to enjoy them anyway. So this is a lesson, for example, which shows you that people usually make excuses when they cannot afford something or they cannot get something, you know. And uh, it also teaches another uh, controversial lesson uh, from the first lesson, which uh, is some sort of like sometimes you, when you give up, you have to talk yourself into uh, believing that it wasn't your fault for your own good, you know, like psychologically which is not very, very healthy, but sometimes it helps if you are uh, in really, really uh, uh, messed up situation that it's affecting you, the loss is affecting you. The reason why people go to the psychologist who uh, tells them that it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right or something like that, you know. So uh, that being said, I'm going to move straight to uh, the second question, the second sample question for the part three of the uh, speaking examination which asks, like, uh, why do you think some children do not read books very often? Hmm. Okay, this is a really beautiful question. Um, I can't, uh, I don't have enough time to talk about everything I want to say about this topic, but I go straight with, uh, actually, put a blame on social media, or the way uh, parents uh, 
allow their kids to interact with the social media. You know, social media is really attractive, and uh, not only social media, the internet itself. It's abundant. It has a lot of uh, varieties. Uh, computer games, you know, um, movies, uh, television series, and um, um, how can I say, uh, short videos, um, uh, and the kids love this kind of stuff, you know. So uh, I think trying to push children into spending most of their time reading is a little bit difficult, but at least you could try to balance, you know, between the time you allow them to interact with the social media and the time they have with the books, because I believe reading is just a habit. Once you get used to it, you start even missing it when you're not reading, you know. So if the parents uh, 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 try to, to uh, help these kids into uh, building a habit of uh, reading since they were younger, I think they won't have much problem uh, keeping this habit in the uh, future days. But unfortunately, most of the parents, they actually let them, their kids to spend, uh, spend most of the time with their media and, and the internet and, and their smartphones without actually uh, being concerned with um, their, 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 their welfare. And also, I could say if it's impossible to uh, uh, build the habit of uh, reading to these kids, uh, despite this, I mean, uh, because of these uh, distractions, I think the, 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 the kind of content which are prepared by adults and put on social media should be at least controlled, you know. Maybe it could be more of... Um, uh, productive uh, content, like educative content at the same time, you know, or entertainment, but also with some uh, restrictions and limits. Uh, people shouldn't be allowed to put everything, or there should be some kind of uh, edge limit for uh, when you want to enter somebody's uh, account. There should be some kind of uh, um, legalization system. I don't know, it's a little bit more complicated and people love it easy to enter and search any kinds of accounts, which is really, really dangerous for uh, the, uh, the culture and uh, the, the tradition, the welfare of the, the children. You know, uh, there are lots of things being shared there. But uh, anyway, blame not being to only social media, but also parents. Another simple question goes like, uh, how do you think children can be encouraged to read more? Okay, as, as I, I said before, I think reading is a habit. So if you find some entertaining activities, or if it's some sort of a reward after they have done something uh, beautiful, then it could be uh, uh, the, the way they, uh, they they learn and build these habits. And I believe that kids learn a lot through observation. So uh, if parents have the habit of reading at home, I think they're going to take after their parents and also uh, be interested in, in reading. But uh, mind you that the uh, limitation on media and smartphones sh phones should be there. There should be some uh, reading time at home. You know, whereby everybody just decides to put their phones away and start reading. And it shouldn't be uh, like a work. It shouldn't feel like work. It should feel like a really interesting activity. Everyone should really enjoy it. So if the parents do not enjoy reading, they spend a lot of time on social media or watching television, they can't expect their kids to actually do something different, you know. So it all goes back to uh, the parenting methods. So parenting could totally help the kids to uh, actually becoming uh, better at reading. Uh, through uh, uh, building this kind of habit by showing them. Okay, uh, another simple question, uh, which is about reading for different purposes. Uh, so uh, the first question is, are there any occasions when reading at speed is a useful skill to have, and what are they? 
Okay, so especially in exams, uh, be it uh, ILS or uh, TOEFL, SAT, you know, reading at speed is really, really important because in the examination, they don't actually give you a lot of time to read and also answer the questions at the same time. So you have to be able to scan and scheme, trying to find information quickly and give the correct answer uh, without wasting a lot of time. So in the examination, it's really important. And also, if you are um, a journalist and you're doing some research, you have to read a lot of material at the same time, so um, in a short amount of time. So you have to go through a lot of uh, books, probably articles. So if you're a slow reader, you can never finish. You can never keep up with uh, uh, what you're supposed to, to learn. So you have to be a good, fast reader. You know, and I think this is a skill that uh, actually it's taught and people practice this for years. And uh, another occasion could be at school if you're a medical student. It really works because uh, you have a lot of huge books. You have a lot of things uh, you have to cover. So if you are not uh, good at speed reading, you could probably uh, find yourself working and studying every day for uh, hours and hours without being able to accomplish a lot. You know, so speed reading actually is really, really uh, useful in a lot of aspects of, li of our lives. So uh, another question is, are there any jobs where people need to read a lot? What are they? Okay, as I have given an example, uh, for instance, journalists, they actually need to, to read uh, a lot. Uh, interpreters, you know, and uh, translators, you know. Uh, I could say they also need to read a lot. Teachers as well. Uh, me as a teacher, actually, I, I spend a lot of time with books, both reading and writing. So uh, I think uh, improving your knowledge in general helps you to give uh, students uh, better information. And uh, uh, I say uh, it's, it's, it's one of the best methods of improving yourself as a tutor, you know, because you find a chance to, to read and understand a lot of things from different people. And these people have different experiences. So they're adding to you so that you could transfer this information to, to your students. Uh, the last question uh, is, do you think that reading novels is more interesting than reading factual books, and why is that? Hmm. Reading novels is as much as interesting as reading factual books, but for me, I prefer factual books. I don't know how it works. It really feels great when you're reading a novel, but the moment I start thinking that it's a fiction, and I'm probably not gaining a lot from uh, the real life. I just, uh, it just puts me off. So when I'm reading factual books uh, on specific research or a science book or history book, they really entertain me. I could go hours and hours reading and it's really, really a lot of fun for me. So I could say, yeah, it's much more interesting to read factual books than uh, reading novels. Okay, uh, that's the end of our test, and uh, I hope these examples that I've given here are really helpful to you. And uh, if you do not understand any part, uh, you could go back and try to replay again, try to understand. And actually, the book that I'm using is um, uh, ILS uh, Cambridge um, General Training. Uh, it's uh, book 11, and uh, I think it's going to be really, really useful for um, uh, you guys, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to, to do my best here to give you uh, uh, sample uh, answers. Probably you could have better answers because I'm doing this without, um, how can I say, a lot of preparation. And in the examination, this is the reality. You know, you don't have time to write down your answers. So the more you are used to improvising, the better. And even when you're practicing with your friend or by yourself, 
you could actually try to improvise in most of the questions because they build some kind of uh, self-confidence you know if you were hit up by um, uh, a surprising question something that you never thought of before you at least you could know how to uh, to to go around it so I uh, thank you very much for listening to me I hope this uh, lesson was helpful as uh, many other to come uh, my name is Moody Bajo uh, and um, see you in the next session